What's up? We are live. We are live, my fellow quarantinos. You are my people because you're, I don't know, I'm in quarantine, self-imposed quarantine. We're not on lockdown here. But the fact that I have an opportunity to share with you and, and chat with you is really meaningful to me. What's up, Aura? It's good to have you, sweetie. This is such an important conversation. I was just talking to my sweet, dear sister, Aura, just right now, <clears throat> and uh, bringing up some really interesting things. And it, what it did was it inspired that I want to sing a song for you. Um, because I just realized that everything that's happening around me is getting me so uncomfortable. It's actually forcing me. I don't like to use the word force. It's encouraging. So take the word force away and go encouraging. Thanks for the hearts and the love, by the way. It feels good to get that because I haven't had physical contact in a couple of weeks. <laughs> so to be able to receive that little dose of oxytocin, I really want to tell you how much I appreciate it. And this transmission is just as much for me as it is for you because it's in the formulating of my ideas that I've been kind of integrating and sharing with you that I get to really see it from an outside perspective and just go, wow, the realization that everything that I'm pushed into this corner, it's encouraging me to face. <clears throat> and it made me realize that it's forcing me slash encouraging me Forcing because I was unconscious and I didn't really want to look, just like many of us. And encouraging me when I look that I'm so grateful that I do have a chance to look is that the most important thing in my life is the legacy that I leave behind to my child. That's it. And the environment that my child is being raised in right now as we speak. Okay, it's 11 weeks old. And the, uh, I wish I didn't know because ignorance would have been bliss, but I know that the nervous system regulation and how regulated and how safe and calm that my beautiful partner Diana feels right now will be a big determining factor on how healthy and pretty much the entire life of my child, if you can look at it. It's part of our unconscious complexes. And I want to introduce you to that concept right now is that whatever stress you're going through, we're talking about intergenerational. This is long be before you were born. You're introduced to this dark passenger, this little part of you, this shadow self, this part of you that didn't feel safe, this kind of passed on from intergenerational trauma. And my question to you is when you were born, when you were developing in your mom's uterus in, in, as, a, as an embryo, what was, what her environment was around her made a huge impact on who you are today. It made a huge impact because your, her cortisol and stress hormones gets downloaded onto you. And if there was high heightened amount of stress and mom was going through a great deal of, uh, of stress and disconnection, 
feeling unsafe, you know, is this partner going to be with me or am I doing this on my own? These are all real considerations of a woman who discovers that she's pregnant. And that's what happened with your mother. Was there a safe space? Was there kind of like an energetic invitation for you to exist? Or was it a whoops? Was it a surprise? What, was, what did the family say around, around it? Did they reject? Did your, was your mother rejected as a result of this? Did she feel isolated? Did she feel abandoned? Every one of those feelings gets downloaded and you, you integrate that as part of who you are. Holy fuck. So I find out that I am going to be a father to my girlfriend. Well, obviously my girlfriend and I are going to have a baby. Holy shit. First and foremost, is this one, you know, it's like one of those Chris Rock moments. It's like there's only two responses when your partner tells you that you're pregnant. Okay, there's only two responses that you get from a man. This is Chris Rock. Hilarious. He's like, the first one is, baby, I'm so happy. I'm so happy. I'm so, this is the greatest thing. Number one. Or response number two. So what are you going to do? <laughs> You've seen that one. It's true. It's either one or two. And it's like, whoa. And if it's like, so what are you going to do? And you don't feel safe, all of a sudden that gets downloaded onto the baby. Now, I wasn't opposed to going the distance with my partner. We were just happy-go-lucky, go with the flow. And I really like this girl. I really have a lot of admiration. For the very first time, I know what it's like to actually create what's called a secure attached relationship. And it's like, ah, oh, it feels like home. It doesn't have that volatility. It doesn't have the toxicity. It doesn't have all of those old patterns that I've pretty much carried with me since pre-birth, pre just like you, where your patterns came from. For the first time, I have something that feels like home. And so when we were discovered, it was a discovery that I was going to be a dad. And I'm like 44 years old. And I seriously, last year, it was like, this is never going to happen for me. And I'm not opposed to it. I'm not like, I'm not sad about it. I'm like, oh, because I absolutely love my life, my freedom, you know, the mobility. But there's always this voice. People ask me, do you ever want to have kids? I'm like, yeah, someday. I think that would be amazing. I think I would be an amazing situation. And lo and behold, she turns around and throws that, gives me the news one day. It's like, oh, fuck. I was away too. I was on traveling and it was a FaceTime where I, how I heard. And it was like, oh. And all of a sudden, everything I've ever learned Everything I've ever experienced, you know, you remember what it was like. Go back to when you discovered that first moment where you're like, holy fuck, I'm going to be a parent. I had that happen just a couple of weeks ago. Boom, smack dab in the middle of all of this. Knowing what I know, unfortunately, about nervous system regulation and its impacts on the way that our impact that we have on our children. Do you realize that who you are, what you think, where you put your attention impacts the people around you, especially your children? And so all of a sudden, this big why came up, and it's kind of like the universe going, okay, and I'm stepping into it. 
and this is literally all happening simultaneously. And it got me thinking after my call with Aura today, my dear sister, just checking in, which I highly recommend you do, think of right now, I want you to think of three friends that you really would love to kind of get into their space and uplift and just talk about possibility, not about doomsday complaints, but just about possibility. Who are three people that you would really love to engage with and talk about possibility? Actually, write their names right now. I want to see it. I want you to, I want you to see it right here. I, I want you to write it at the bottom. Three people right now. And then so your homework will be to call those people after this transmission, after this, um, this, this call, after this live. You're going to go and talk to them. That's going to be your practice. Remember, why are we doing this? Because your nervous system is the most important thing in the world right now. And when I know that and I'm like, shit. So now I have this incredible responsibility. Boom. What is this coronavirus forcing me against my will to look at? Because that's what my ego says. My ego doesn't want to look. My ego doesn't want to see it. But my soul knows what I'm here to do. And that is to step up and actually create a community so that not only my kid, but my partner, all of the people who I love, uh, you potentially, if you're going to be part of that community, you already are, you're actually, you're here. Some of you have been, you might've actually been kind of added here by somebody and you're like, who is this Nima guy? I don't know who the fuck this guy is. Just know that the reason why you're here and you don't know who I am is because that person absolutely loves the shit out of you. And they want the greatest version of you to emerge through all of this shit because they're working on that with themselves. That's hard work. Battling my ego is a fucking full-time job. You know, when you have hair that looks this good, it's very difficult, as you see, to keep your ego in check. You know what that's like. You're gorgeous too. It's a drag. It's a fucking, it's a nightmare. You know what I mean? <laughs> my, my e managing my ego is a full-time job. And this is, this coronavirus is encouraging me to look what what I'm here to face, which is what I haven't been facing, which is to take responsibility for some something meaningful, to take responsibility. Thanks, the heart, the the laughs are great. I really appreciate them, even though there's like a 30 second delay. It still still means a lot to me. It's it's getting me. It's encouraging me to look and go take responsibility for the well being of more than myself my family. Okay, what do I want for them? I want them to live in an environment where they feel safe and that they can have their leadership emerge in a world which really wants to start paying attention to things that's going to have their leadership fall apart or their their health fall apart. Okay? My sister, brother, chat and uplift. Okay, beautiful. Awesome. Sammy, okay, great. Thank you for sharing that. So, Here's the question you're going to ask, because this is all about your ego. <clears throat> the gift of these, these crises, the gift of the crises every time in your life right now is that 
while you're sitting there unconsciously scrolling and listening to all of the conspiracy theories, which, you know, some of them are like, whoa, that's pretty cool. I've been paying attention. I want to say something about that in a moment. But um, what is this, while you're distracting yourself, what is this whole uh, story, this whole coronavirus thing, encouraging you to look at that you haven't been looking at? I'm going to ask you that. Write that down. This is your practice. I want, this is, by the way, what's my, uh, it, for those of you who, if you have just jumped on and you don't know who I am, my commitment on every single one of these transmissions that you watch is that if you bring your attention to what I'm saying, your nervous system will automatically go into to balance because I'm, I'm bringing your attention to air, to things that are, to dissolve your ego and to connect to your soul, which is where nervous system regulation is. That's the kind of mind-body connection, but that's the mind-soul, mind-body-soul connection, is that your access to nervous system regulation comes direct access to your heart connected to your soul. Now, the question you want to ask is, what gets in the way of that? And the answer is the hormones of stress. And what causes the hormones of stress is where I'm putting my fucking attention. Let me say that again. What causes the hormones of stress to emerge from my, myself is where I'm putting my fucking attention. So the fact that I have your attention and you're watching this, I don't take lightly. It's a massive responsibility. I could use it very frivolously or I could be I could use it frivolously for egoic self kind of um, validation purposes. Believe me, my ego wants to do that. Hence, I'm going to do a rap song for you in just a minute about that. <laughs> my ego wants that. However, my soul wants your attention so that as a result of this attention that you're giving me, you're going to get tools that's going to actually, you're going to be able to turn around and create a space and a field around you where people feel safe, people feel seen, people feel loved, people feel your heart. And the only way that I can help guide you there is if I do the necessary work and spiritual practices and make them a priority to make sure that I'm in my heart. Because you're not a fucking idiot, you can feel it. This camera, this is why so many people, this is why so many of you are scared to go on camera because I was scared to go on camera when I was used to putting on a mask to, for, for people to like me. And if you watch yourself on camera and you hate it, it's because you can call your own bullshit out. You can call out your inauthenticities. Our inauthenticities run our lives. And the journey from kind of the head into the heart is really about healing what's blocking me from being real with you. Healing all of those emotions, healing all of those stories, becoming aware of how I'm showing up, becoming aware of what's going on in my body, becoming aware of where I'm putting my attention. Put your attention on your breath for a moment. Put your hand over your heart do deep belly breaths. 
bringing it back into balance. And as you continue to breathe, notice how tense your shoulders are. Notice the tension actually in your face. Notice your jaw muscles without judgment, just gently shine the light of awareness onto them. And as you exhale, ask, am I safe in this moment? Connect with your body, with the senses, and am I safe in this moment? In this moment, if you're able to see this, you're blessed and you're safe. All of the things that are happening around us is stories, intrusive thoughts, all to justify this horrible, shitty feeling that's over your chest or your throat or wherever it's showing up for you. And the way that you heal that is you just get out of the stories and just get into the body. Can you just get into the senses? Sensation without a story. What does it feel like? Do you feel the heaviness? That's fear. That's an old wounded part of you begging for your attention right now. So I'm going to encourage you to just put your hand over it so you can get into sensation and feel that area. I'm safe in this moment. Notice and feel the muscles in your face, your neck completely relaxing as you sink into the awareness that you're safe. I'm gonna take you through a journey of in the body and into your younger self and doing some inner child. And this might be weird to you if you've done this for the first time and you might say, just stay connected to your breath while I share this with you. You might say, it's weird talking to myself because I'm gonna get you to start talking to yourself right now. And you're gonna probably, if you've never done this type of work before, you're probably gonna say that's really weird to do. <clears throat> and then I'm gonna say, Yes, but you're talking to yourself daily, whether you're aware of it or not. It's constantly happening. You're talking to yourself. And usually the content that you're using in that conversation, it's not that great. So get over the fact that you're talking to yourself. You're about to talk to yourself right now, but it's going to be a much more empowering conversation. Stay with your breath. And as you feel the tension, notice yourself feeling it and give yourself permission to feel all of it. Kind of like you're holding space for a dear friend who's going through grief, who's just lost, a, uh, lost somebody close to them. You wouldn't make them wrong for it. You'd actually let them cry in your arms. You're going to turn that empathy towards yourself. Can you see how hard you're working? 
can I see how challenging it is to take on a leadership role in these times when I'm not fully cognizant of what the next thing is going to be? Can I see myself working really hard to make sure that my pregnant fiance feels safe? Can you see what you're doing, the fact that you're here working on healing yourself so you can be better for others? Can you acknowledge your big why and how noble that is? Sink into the awareness of that. And just see how scared, how, how it totally makes sense that you have complete fear of uncertainty going on. Once you've done that, I'm going to encourage you now to just look at a previous time that was equally as uncertain. And believe me, you've been through a lot. You've been through standoffs. You've been through divorce. You've been through moments where you don't know where your next paycheck is coming from or where your next meal perhaps is coming from. You've been there before, some sort of a crisis where you showed up one day and the, the old world that you had had been pulled out from beneath you. Go to that moment. Notice how old you are. And you're going to zoom down like Charles Dickens in The Ghost of Christmas Past with me as your guide. And I take you there to that moment. And you're sitting next to yourself in that transitional anxiety, this word I made up, this unknown. Can you see their fears as well? Can you see all that they're working towards and what they're confronted by and what they're constrained by and the mountain that they're climbing in that moment? Can you feel and can you see and hear and feel their thoughts and feelings? Their feelings of betrayal, their feelings of abandonment, their feelings of uncertainty, their massive, like, massive feelings of self-doubt. They were there, weren't they? Can you see the self-doubting version of you sitting there in that space and join them? Kind of sit next to them. There might be some dissociation because you might have abandoned them a long time ago or you've done some of this work or you're one of my clients that so you'll be able to connect with them easily. Can you jump in and just join them and kind of grab them by their hands and grab them by the face like you know how a, like you would take a little boy or a little girl like a kid. Oh, I just, mm, you're so, let me do this to you. I'm doing this to you right now. Oh, you look at you. You're so fucking adorable. You're so cute. Do that. Can you do that for that, that person? Can you grab them in that moment of that uncertainty? What are they feeling? What are they thinking? 
can you let them know that it totally makes sense that they feel that way? Help them make sense of the feelings first. And as you connect with them and really see them and have them feel you, feel their body completely melt and relax in your safe embrace. This is not supposed to be done up here. I want you to, not in the head, I want you to actually feel it. If you actually want to kind of take, grab the container, for, this is about getting yourself into your body. Can you feel that and sink in? Feel the, feel the tension just relax. This is really about getting into your body. Can you feel the relax? Because that was a trauma for them. What did they need? What questions did they have? What is it that they just were curious about the most? Will I be okay? Can you go and meet them there and feel their bodies tense and then feel them kind of release as you whisper to them exactly what you want to say? What would you tell them? Have that conversation right now. Just keep going back and forth. What is it that they need to hear from you? What do they need the most? If only they had this one answer, what is the answer that they're looking for? With a loving kind of awakened inner parent version of you, can you tell them everything that you love about them? And how they're going to make out of that area? What's going to happen? Tell them about how they made it through. They were okay. What advice would you give to them? as they're going through it. Pay attention to what you're saying. And now, ask what they want. What do you need right now? And that brings you back to them and you, you make that promise, you now have access to your inner guidance. And now what happens is bring that along with you and can you come back to your current reality that you had just empathized with and can you now give them your current version of you or you the same advice. And now that you're present and you're here with that advice, take a moment and really let that sink in. If you were to really integrate what they had offered you in terms of advice, what you had just kind of given an earlier version of you that was in a similar limbo to keep in mind, if you were to integrate what you just said to your younger self, what would that look like projected forward? Take a moment and start to create. 
and right now some amazing creative opportunities are going to show up. Who are you going to serve? Who are you going to help with that exact guidance? Feel it. See into it. Feel it. And now we're going to ask the universe for a sign. Why? Because in times like these, this is where our we must rely on faith. It's I'm I'm a chiropractor, doctor with a degree, 20 years in the profession in the profession, and I'm I'm here to tell you that I don't care what your faith is. Care if you're a Muslim, I don't care if you're a Baha'i, I don't care if you are a Christian, whatever your faith is, it's time for you to connect with that and ask for some sort of a guidance, a signal that is meaningful to you, that will cause you to kind of, whoa, wake up and say, whoa, that's a little too spooky. Because when it happens, you become re inspired to continue this same conversation with yourself and the universe, which is what we need most, which goes back to the number one encouragement, the number one forcing against our will of what this is getting us to do is get back into healing what's not healed, get back into my spiritual practices, which connect me to my soul, which is my grounding, which is the clouds and the dirt, the soul that, that comes from the wound. Ask for that sign. And now that you've done that, realize what you've just done. You've now connected with your soul, your calling. If you did this right, let me know if that landed for you. This is what we do in our group calls. We have these discussions in our program. We have this exact thing and we have sharing. Can't see you right now, but let me know if that landed for you. What came up for you? What was the inner guidance? What was the wisdom? I want to see it. I want you to engage, right? And so the, the most important thing that comes out of that is I'm connected with my soul while at the same time grounded in the wound of my younger self that's driven me in towards my soul. So there's a light and a dark. There's a duality. There's a clouds and a dirt. There's, you know, there's pleasure and there's pain. There's both. And you need both. You need the stability of the duality for maximum power and impact for other people. So the question you're going to ask now is, now that you're resourced, what are you going to do for others? How are you going to be a contribution? So the question we started off here was, how does this epidemic, what is this encouraging you to do? Scratch the word out, forcing, and change it to encouraging. And for me, it's like getting into my spiritual practices and no bullshit, getting into my soul and overcoming my ego. Because this is a battle with our egos. When, it, when, when I am aligned to my soul, I'm pretty fucking unstoppable, just like you. 
when my ego's driving the bus, I'm completely useless to you and myself. So it's really a battle with the ego. The message I got earlier today was, this is almost done. That could be. Be open. I'd rather you be open and trigger-proof to this not being done. What if this wasn't almost done? This is what I'm trigger-proofing myself for. What if this is a three-month uh, process? Am I going to wither and die? Am I going to fold? It's now been six days that I've been in quarantine, and today it really hit me hard. And I was like, fuck. I sincerely hope this isn't three months long. And then it hit me that if I think that way and I put my attention to that thought, it causes me to be really fucking resistant. Like the attention that I put onto that thought changes my, what, what does that do? This is what I want you to get really good at. This brings up a really good point, Jasmine, is how do you, how do you audit your attention? Here's what you're going to do now. You're going to ask yourself this question. Is this content that I'm reading? Okay, sure. There's good news. There's bad news that happens. But is this content that I'm reading going to, what, how does it make me feel? Okay, if it, if it is critical you want to make a you want to start drawing your line a line in the sand at this critical time of where you want to put your attention there's a lot of conspiracy theories out there and you can go down the rabbit hole and i've kind of i've been kind of hooked in to a couple of them there's a few people who are talking about it and they're just going off um then what here's what i do and I'm going to get you guys to use this as your regulation tool tip. When you hear it or listen to it, check in on what goes, what's going on in here. And this, your body here will tell you whether that's content that's going to inspire you. When you read that, that stuff for um, the conspiracy theory, is your ego pulled into the drama? Or is this something that you're really inspired by leading? You know, a guy who's totally doing that. He's a chiropractor, and he's like at the forefront of the conspiracy theory thing, and it's like going crazy. There's a lot of chiropractors that are like knee-deep into it who I'm kind of in, in their um, universe, Facebook universe, and I'm like, holy crap, this is happening. Okay, this is, it's all a plan. It's all, you know, there's, there's something, there's a higher, there's higher powers at play, in other words. Okay, so I get pulled into that conversation and then I start going in and I look and I'm like, holy fuck, how does my nervous system feel right now? Not good. And when it's not in a great place, where does my thinking go? Then I start looking for more clues around me that I'm not safe and that I can't trust people. And then what happens is my nervous system goes into dysregulation and then the people that need me the most, i.e. my pregnant partner, is going to, on her conversations with me, is going to kind of get a wind of that. And I'm not saying to pretend, put on a mask and 
and and uh, uh, pretend like everything's okay. No, that's inauthenticity, and they'll be able to feel that as well. That acts as like a wall. So I start to go, wait, this is not just about me. There is, let's say there is something, a, great, a greater power. Truth of that matter is, there is higher powers at play. And this is beyond the conspiracy theory. This is from this perspective. There is a higher power. I don't know if you can see, there's a picture of the, the earth from the moon. There's higher powers at play here. And that in every institution, that has a function in society, it's got its shadow, just like you do. Donald Trump has got noble intentions. And in case you haven't noticed, maybe you've kind of been not paying attention, he has a fucking shadow. <laughs> He's not afraid to show it. <laughs> your family, your father, your mother, they have all the best intentions and they have a shadow. Same with me. The question is, are you regulating yours? Are you regulating your relationship with yours? Because unless you are, you don't really, you don't have a right to tell other people how to manage theirs. But when you do take care of yours, you see through theirs. You can see through bullshit a lot more. And so when I focus my attention on the bigger power at play, which is there is a universal design and this catastrophe like 9-11 created, there was destruction. It had just as much opportunity for growth, opportunity for people. There was so many positives that came out of the negative. There was equal positives and negatives that came out of it. These catastrophes, if you look, just like your catastrophe that you went through, that we, that we talked about earlier, had its benefits. There was a duality in it. So the higher power that you're wise to integrate is the fact that in every moment there's a duality happening. There's darkness and there's light. There's support and there's challenge. There's destroy and then there's equal amount of build. And it's my job to regulate myself to observe the divine order of that higher power and focus on that. Because when I do, I have what I call an overview perspective. And now I can come in and I can actually contribute and take advantage of the opportunities to step up and shine my gifts. And so when I pay attention to shitty things that bring me down a rabbit hole of dysfunction, I'm no good to my partner. I'm no good to my growing baby. I have zero opportunity to help the clients that rely on me. Before all of this, clients would come when they were going through a relationship crisis, going through a breakup of a toxic marriage. This is a deep crisis that they're dealing with, right? Or a career crisis or identity crisis where they don't know who they are. This is what they were coming in with. And now, boom, they're met with coronavirus crisis on top of all of that. So you were dealing with a crisis before this whole coronavirus thing came in. Now it's like, holy fuck. It's now exposing everything. And it's never been a better time. This is what I'm telling my clients. Never been a better time to double down on 
the things that bring us back into our hearts. And that must be in terms of the conversation. You must be engaged in content, which is a conversation. I'm in a conversation with you right now. I'm in a conversation with you right now. It's important that if you stay in this conversation, my commitment is if you join this conversation, that it's only going to be about things that are going to bring you back into your heart, regulate your nervous system so that you can then set the tone for the most important people in your life, your partner who needs you, your kid who needs you. I have a team. We had a meeting, Kim and Eilina today. It was beautiful. It was like I we shared with one another yeah how scared are you this is what's going on in your life wow how is this affecting you how is this affecting you the three of us shared number one got it out so don't dig your head in the sand and pretend there's no problem there is like own your fears own your uncertainty feel it in your body stop deflecting from it feel it share it but not in a um disempowering way but in a this is what's so kind of way. You're literally getting the unconscious conscious. That is the work. You stay in a conversation that keeps bringing you back into consciousness. How am I breathing right now? How are my shoulders? Am I safe in this moment? And the greatest thing that you can do right now is a really neat little trick. I'm going to get you back into your body. If you missed the earlier part, you want to rewind and watch this whole thing again. It's, it's going to blow your mind, especially when I do this. Go back to that old, older wound again, that older uncertainty, that older time frame of your younger self, whether it was two years ago, whether it was five years ago. And what I want you to do is to go there and now exercise this ghost of Christmas past. And what you're going to do is you're going to bring that past version of you into the present. And you're going to basically say that the version of me two years ago when I was going through a breakup and took a pause from all of my coaching work and helping other people after a toxic relationship breakdown, I was stopped distracting myself with all this work which is what I was doing, trying to help other people so that I didn't feel what I was going through. I stopped and I felt it all. And I was in the worst period of unknown in my life. And as I did this exercise and I reconnected with that version of me two years ago and I told them everything that they, don't worry, this is what's going to happen. You're safe. It's going to be the best thing that ever happened to you. Now, you're going to flip it. You're going to bring that version of you. And it's going to sit you down right here and say, look at your life right now. Even through all of this pandemic, what's really going great in your life? If, if you could show them what you're doing in your life right now, what would they say? What's their perspective on how you're doing right now? Take a moment. If you were to transport time travel that earlier version of you that was in distress and in the unknown, wondering where their next paycheck was going to be, if they were going to get that job again, if they were going to heal from this affair, how are they going to get find their way out of this toxic relationship and they thought they were... You remember that uncertainty. What if you were to bring that person 
that fearful person of you sitting exactly where you are now, exactly in the home you are with the people around you, having gone through that, how would they respond? I did this exercise with Kim earlier. It was very heart opening. She went back to 9-11 and she basically was like full on anxiety and panic attacks. She was taking medication and she was scared for her life. This was a tragedy and it's like, remember when 9-11 happened? Well, she's in New Jersey. It's like real, it's like local. Everyone knows people. Are you okay? What's going on? What the fuck's going on? Are we going to war? Like what's happening? You remember that? And I got her to come to today and say, look at what she's doing. She gets to help people clear their past traumas. She gets to guide and manage the, the, our community. She's a fucking hero for us. And I was like, if you told her that you do what you do now, and this is what I told her that had her kind of in tears. I said, if you were to tell her who was chained to her bed on anti-anxiety medications, if you were to show your, um, your phone over the last year where you've traveled to Barcelona and Australia twice and Canada like four times, where at the time she couldn't get onto a plane and she started crying. She's like, oh my God, from that perspective, that's unreal. It's funny, you forget, don't you? You forget that you were one day praying to be where you are. Maybe you had a health scare and you didn't know if you were gonna live. We had one of our clients in that situation. Totally in this pandemic, she forgot that only a couple months prior she was going in for surgery and she didn't know if she was gonna make it out alive. And then I asked her, I said, if you could go and talk to her and bring her here and show her your life with all of the anxieties she would go through, what would she say? and she burst into tears. That's called gratitude. It's there. It's literally a frequency that's around you that you have access to if you if you're if you're only but only if you're putting and setting the the sail of your in, of your attention properly. Only if you're paying attention to it. My job, my mission on this life, my spiritual calling right now is to especially right now is to to share with you my gift. My gift is with all the training and studying of the mind-body methods, I pretty much have it nailed down of how to get you into your heart, into the moment, just with an active meditation, which is this call. This call is an active meditation. You, you, you guys have been messaging me saying, wow, at the end of that call, I feel totally relaxed. I totally, it gave me a sense of regulation. Like right after that call, what happened? What I'm doing is I'm actively bringing you into the now. Because each moment I'm in the now, I'm connected to why I'm here, my big why. When your why is big enough, he who has a why that's big enough can bear almost any how. And if we're here for three months in quarantine, I'm still going to be here sharing the exact same message. Why? 
Well, because the alternative is completely unbearable. To have my ego driving the bus during this time is not, is, is not recommended for my life. It's the battle with the ego. In fact, this has been a massive story of my life, so much so that I wrote a song about it. Would you like to hear? Cool. Mm, doing amazing. Life happens. Way to go. Beautiful. Oh, I love your contributions. I'm glad you guys are doing this. During our meditation, I had a beautiful meeting with my past self on the softball field where I learned my dad's car where I learned of my dad's car accident. I went back there to tell him he could lead the family through the moment and he showed me the example. He lead them through our problems of today. Boom. This this conversation is not for you if you don't want to be a leader. This is a conversation for leaders. You're here because of leadership. So I'm going to lead you in a song that I wrote to um, about this whole problem. And the song is called Battle With My Ego. So what I'd like for you to do is to stand up and to move, okay? Because I'm going to do a little beatbox for you that's going to give you that. And what I'd like for you to do is to kind of show me some love with some, you know, hitting the, hitting the thing. Let's do it. Are you ready? This song is called Battle With My Ego. All right. <clears throat> this is about the, two, the, the, the reality. <laughs> you want to hear this? All right. Let's do this, mofo, motherfuckers. Let's do this. by success from a very young age to live the Persian dream was my ultimate cage a self-imposed prison seeking public admiration it brought a lot of drama that began my devastation the Beamer the Rolex the penthouse suite the trophy wife with pedicures and hot kicks on her feet ain't nothing wrong with that but that's all there was to me a man without a mission with a DC degree am I good or am I evil if we're praised from the people addiction to the fame is the work of the devil I want to make a splash not just live for the cash the struggle in my mind is the battle with my ego the battle the battle the battle with my ego the battle the battle the battle with my ego the battle the battle the battle with my ego the battle the battle the battle with my ego tragedy of life was what I went through to get my spirit straight was what I had to do turn my losses into gains put my focus on my brain formulated a method to help others through pain one two three people look at the crazy Dr. Nima put in focus on he who want to learn the method that allow you to be physically strong and mentally free am I good or am I evil live for praise from the people addiction to the fame is the work of the devil I want to make a splash not just live for the cash the struggle in my mind is the battle with my ego the battle the battle the battle with my ego the battle the battle the battle with my ego the battle the battle the battle with my ego the battle the battle 
the battle with my ego. Uh. What? Everybody, dance with me. Uh. Uh. Get your body moving. Uh. Just keep it moving right now. Just. You wanna? I'm not kidding. Just get the fuck up. Move your body. Dance like you don't care who's watching because I can't fucking see you. Doesn't matter. Y'all look beautiful to me. Uh. You're going to open your open. You want to bounce? You want to open. Uh. You want to move your body. Uh. Open with your heart. Lead with your heart. Uh. 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 Mm. Uh. You know what? If you were watching, if you were one of my neighbors watching from the outside, you'd think I was fucking crazy, which I am. I mean, aren't we all a little bit crazy? Was that fun? Was that fun? Did you like that? <laughs> pedicures. You like that one. You love the pedicures. <laughs> all right. I <laughs> thought it was hot kicks on her feet. Yeah. Pedicures and hot kicks. Yeah, anyway, you can rewind it, watch it. The point of this whole thing, let me catch my breath. I'm a little bit of a ham. The point of this whole thing is when you get centered and you regulate, all of a sudden, creativity, fun, playfulness. See, right now, check in, how does your nervous system feel? What's my commitment on every transmission? Is I deliver you the content focusing your attention to the right questions that help you get into your heart and emerge your leadership. And the main question that I want you to write down in the comment section right now is this. You've been listening to the Trigger Proof Podcast designed to teach you the most important skill necessary for a dramatically changing world, which is nervous system regulation. Becoming trigger-proof doesn't mean trigger-less. It means learning how to regulate ourselves to bring us back to center so that we can then be governed by our purpose rather than from our wounds. Anytime there's reactivity, there's a wound. And if you're curious and inspired, to learn more, join us at Breathwork and Badassery or the Overview Experience and a combination of both actually helps you do the work. There's a difference between listening to a podcast and actually showing up live and doing the work with a badass community who's all about breaking cycles of intergenerational trauma. It didn't start with you but it can end with you if you're willing to do the work. See you at the next perfect time. What is this epidemic not forcing, scratch the word forcing me to do, and put in encouraging me to do? What is this epidemic encouraging? What is this calling forth in me that I don't want to address? Because trust me, when I tell you, like, I don't, there's, there's a part of me that just, I wake up and I'm like, do I, I have to show up and twice a day, I don't have to. You, you, you called on yourself to do what? Show up twice a day during all this mayhem and helping people with emotional challenges and holding them up 
while at the same time me go like, whoa, you signed up for this shit? While you have a fat pregnant fiance, what do you, like, it starts to get overwhelming. And then I think to myself, I don't think I can do it. And then I think about my why again. Boom. It always comes back to why. And then I look at this photograph of the planet Earth. It's got a glare in it in my um, in my afternoon morning transmissions. It's not as much of a glare. You can see it. And all of a sudden, he who has a why that's meaningful can bear almost any how. So it's your responsibility to connect with your why every day. And if you forget, you got me to remind you. That's why I'm here. And it's because I'm reminding myself. Because moment to moment, we don't know what's going to happen. I have this, I'm ready for, well, not ready for, I'm preparing in my mind that it's going to take three months and I love it. So what would three months of quarantine, what can I think of? How can I serve with that? It's kind of like you create in your own mind a structure that is empowering for you because if you don't, you're going to go through the default of the structure that is disempowering. I'm going to get you to do that right now. Go ahead and create a structure and an outcome for yourself of what you would love to do. Who would, who would you love to be? What would you love to accomplish? And your only work is to pay attention to the things and the content that's going to hold you to that vision instead of the circumstances around you. As far as I'm concerned, there's nothing more important than that. That every conversation, every piece of content that goes in must be in service of that greater vision. Can you, can you really take that in? Does that make sense? Take more courses to connect with the parents and my kids, teach, okay, good. Cool, thanks. This calling out on me put my put my time to purpose. This is calling on me to put my time to purpose. Good. And take more court Leslie, take more courses to connect. Good. Uh, Caroline, this epidemic is encouraging me to get back to reading case law at my own leisure, practicing my own dance style, and cook for fun. Beautiful. Now what you'll do, the next step for you, um, the next step for you will be to actually go and do it. Like now after this call, this is my coaching for you, is you're going to get coached by me. I'm, I'm your coach. I'm, take, I'm coaching you through the crisis. That's my job is I'm here to coach you through crisis. I coach people through crisis all the time. Not a fucking corona fucking crisis. That's never happened to me before. <laughs> I'm, I'm fucking making this up as I go. <laughs> I'm pretending like I know what the fuck's happening, which I don't. I have no clue, just like you, but I have one thing that I have, thank God, well, I was in the situation of having to, like, encouraging me to figure out. I was in this crisis where I couldn't see two hours in front of me, let alone what the next week looked like. Have you ever been in that situation? I couldn't see two hours in front of me. I was just, it was full-blown dorsal vagal shutdown, which was in yesterday's uh, lessons. Please go back and watch them. I was in full-blown dorsal vagal shutdown. I didn't have access. And that's when 
I realized that crisis exposed something very meaningful. Just like this crisis is, is exposing something for you. It's a gift, it's exposing. What's it exposing? What's it in service of? This, this virus is in service of you in some way. It's on the way for you. What's, ex what's it exposing? And that one exposed the fact that I didn't love myself, that I was distracting. It was painful what that crisis exposed. It was, I didn't love myself, number one. And I tried to distract myself from not, that I didn't love myself. I was distracting myself by trying to solve other people's problems and be really relevant. And that I didn't say, that I never really had the experience of feeling safe in my own body. And that every relationship that I ever had was fucking transactional. That was painful. And when I realized that I, I realized that I, I, I discovered that there was only four things that are important in my life because I've gone through the whole making, you know, success and all of that, like the song talk, talked about. I went through all of that. And then I realized after that last one, there's only four things that you are, if you want to really capitalize on what's happening in this pandemic, you want to invest all of your efforts and resources into these four things, learning. Number one, you want to learn to heal your relationships because aren't you kind of realizing how important they are right now? You're in quarantine, you're in isolation, you're spending a lot of time with these people. You're like, wait, do I, is this really what I want? Like you're really thinking about it. It's getting into your, it's, it's weighing on you. You're confronted by, am I really with the right person? I'm in lockdown with this person. I can't avoid them right now. Ugh! Exposing something uncomfortable. Number one is healing relationships. Number two, my number one goal to master when I was in that space was emotional regulation. Because every toxic situation that would happen and things would get intense between us was because I was constantly being triggered, push, 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 push. And instead of being able to regulate myself, I would hyper, like I would just go into full-blown sympathetic rage. And I didn't have control over that. And that was completely exactly like I was shown growing up. It was just trigger and I, there's no me. There's no choice there. It's just this and boom, there's reaction. I didn't have a space between stimulus and response. I had to learn how to do that. And number three, most important thing to learn, you want to write these down, is connection to purpose. You must be engaged in something meaningful beyond you if you want to be able to handle this fucking crisis that I have no idea what's going to happen. You must have meaning beyond you. That's why every time we get on this, I'm like, can you write down the names of the people that you're doing this for? Go ahead and do that. Take a moment, write down the names of the people that you're doing this for. So you have a meaning and a purpose. So that could be your kids. I didn't have a kid at the time. I'm like, who am I doing this for? Well, fuck. People who don't know who they are. People who are uh, thinking that success comes in uh, achievements and dollar amounts and when you get there, it's still not enough and maybe it'll be in this relationship and it just doesn't work there and I don't know how to feel connected in my relationship and I don't know who this person is and I don't know who I am and uh, I keep getting into the same patterns again and again or same argument in this relationship or what do I really want to do? Who am I? That kind of person. That limbo, that anxiety, 
that's who I want to serve. And as I kept going and I continued with the work, an amazing thing happened. The fourth thing, which is the most important thing, is intimacy. I had access to intimacy, really knowing myself, really knowing my strengths, knowing what my weaknesses are and not being so hypercritical and judgmental of my weaknesses. Just being like, yeah, they, they're, they're weaknesses, but I have strengths in other things. I'm not going to focus on that and consistently talk shit about myself and be so hypercritical. Those four things. And when I took care of those four things, all of a sudden, the quality of the relationships of my life started transforming. The dramas that I would consistently get into were gone. It was just truth. It's just like real. It's just like sharing feelings. It's just like holding space. And the people that I work with, we all had real conversations because I was able to regulate myself because your reactivity blocks your intimacy. So because I wasn't so reactive, now I could have intimate conversations because I've, people felt safer around me and I felt safer around me. And lo and behold, I just went off and started teaching people that. And then all of a sudden, we get into this and it's like, ugh. It's like every single shit that I've gone through and everything that I've learned and integrated has set me up for this moment where I can now um, take on the responsibility of teaching other people what I've learned. And it's like my ego is like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, first of all, it's like, yeah, it's going to be, you're going to be, the, when I'm in full ego, I'm like, yeah. And then the other part of me is like, oh my God, what if people criticize me? What if they don't like what I have to say or what if somebody calls me out for not being qualified or brings up stuff about my past and all of this stuff? What if, what if, what if? And then all of a sudden it's like I feel myself shrinking and I'm like, oh, there's the battle with the ego. Where's the battle with the ego? What do you do? You know what to do. You get back into your spiritual practices, get into your meditations, get into your vision, get into conversation and step up and fucking serve. That's what I'm calling on you to do. But it happens on the other side of making your nervous system a priority. So I'm going to be putting together a group. Like because you guys have been messaging, you have these similar questions. I'm going to be putting together a five-hour training. And I'm going to be charging something like a fraction of what we charge on our uh, for um, like our live events. It's going to be like a couple hundred bucks, a few hundred bucks. And it's going to be a small group of people in a group setting where you're going to get individualized coaching. And you're going to get what the feedback that I'm getting from you is that you want to learn the source of those unconscious programmings and how to actually rewire them. You want to learn how to not get so reactive. And you want to learn exactly how to create safety in your body. And then you want to be able to teach your kids by example. These are the things that you're that you are wanting to learn in those five hours. And so I'm asking you, if you want to, if you were going to show up, would you be interested in coming to that? Number one. And number two, what is it that if you were to spend five hours with me, what do you want to walk away with? I mean, let's be real. What is the most pressing question that you have right now that if you were to leave in those five hours and connecting and learning these tools so that you can then be able to be responsive. You can be in flow. 
you can be ready for a three-month one of these motherfuckers. <laughs> okay? Ready that if three months happen, you wouldn't completely crumble. Because if you're worried about money and all of that stuff, there's people out there that need you, that are willing to give a fair exchange. People are buying fucking toilet paper because they have some sort of hoarding kind of situation. When you actually regulate yourself, you now can be of service and that's how, that's how currency is exchanged, is through service, is by finding out really what it is you really want. What would you, I mirror you and all that, I'm sure most here and do, Jacob and his children, good. People can benefit from my help. Yeah, what would you, social change, we do that by holding criminal justice system accountable and facilitating, beautiful. Beautiful. Okay. So what would you love to learn in those five hours? What would have you leaving going, oh, I'm, I'm getting ideas because what you tell me is the content that I'm going to put in. I just have to get my finger on the pulse of what you need the most. Do not hesitate. People have been sending me messages. Can you do a training on this? So I'm writing down a list of all of the challenges you're currently going through because of a dysregulated nervous system and how to get into your body and shift the perception of attention so that you can be in a resource state and be a leader. Even if this thing lasts three months, I'm ready. Whatever it takes, I'm going to be here. I'm going to show up for you. What is it that you want to know? Because my here's, here's why I'm doing this. I stand for healed families. And if you as a mother or you as a father who are paying attention don't have the mo aren't the most regulated one in the room, then people are going to suffer because of that. And the only thing stopping you is because your ego wants you to play small and safe. I know. I have to battle it every day too. But if I'm doing this with you, and my job is to bring you up to that level so that you can there be there for the kids, what is it that you would want to learn the most? How to actually get into your body for people who can't do that easily. Ah, good one. I need to heal me. Okay, great. Jasmine, what part of you would be relevant? What would that be? I need to get how to actually get into your body. Yeah, Teresa, you're not alone. I just had a session with one of my clients. Okay, interesting story. One of my clients, um, he has this problem. He lives alone. Uh, maybe you'll, maybe you can resonate. He lives alone and he has a problem connecting with other people. He just can't do it. He's completely blocked. There's like this wall between him and other people. And here's what happens. When a, an emotion comes up and I regress him to an earlier scene and an emotion comes up, he quickly stuffs it away and kind of like, so in other words, his, when his 12, when his 12 year olds, when he was 12, his mother died and that would be traumatic for a 12 year old to lose your, to lose your mother. And ever since then, he's been stuffing away his big feelings. In other words, there's a 12 year old boy inside of him that doesn't feel safe to express his feelings like freely. In other words, it's like they're not appropriate here. That's the story that he's made up and it's very real for him. So whenever feelings come up, he stuffs them down. It's not really him. It's his 12-year-old self. So today I had him 
today I had him go back to that 12 year old scene where he was sitting there in grief of losing his mother. And I regressed him back there and I had him doing my, doing my overview kind of active meditation. This is kind of like what we do, but we do it more in personalized. When we work with our clients, we go personalized with your specific trauma. And we're trained to do that. And so we went, went in and he goes into the room and I said, and he's just like, oh, like I stuffed those feelings away. And I basically had him go into that room and I said, if you saw a 12 year old boy, your version of you there, who whenever feelings would come up, you shush him away and you basically said, stop it, they're not appropriate. How do you think he would feel? And in that moment, he's like, whoa. And so I had him kind of zone in and see him in front of him looking in his eyes. And I basically had him join his younger self in the, the grief, the grief of losing his mother. And it took a little bit of time. There was a lot of resistance, but I had him crying, talking to his younger self saying, I miss mom too. Cause he's like, I miss mom too. I'm like, can he see you? Does he believe you? And his young, his inner child was like, no, he doesn't believe me. I'm like, I know I can't feel it. You're just here. I need you to get here. And the way that you get here, unfortunately, Teresa is to go into emotions that are painful. The access into your body is through your tears. But your biggest obstacle is that you don't want to go there. You don't want to go there because you think by going there, it's going to release the floodgates and you're not going to stop. That's usually the fear. So your ego will protect you, that child, from feeling anything. So he literally joined him and he says, I miss mom too. And so the second that he felt the grief of missing mom, which he never allows himself to feel, all of a sudden, his younger self was like, oh, I feel understood by you. And there was a portal that just opened. And this is a practice. So it's not like you're going to go to a weekend and then get it. You're going to learn the tools of fishing so that you can fish for yourself. And this is a daily practice and it's a daily habit. And the clients that we work with, the people that are coming, on to, coming to that would be um, – would be the ones that are actually interested in making this a practice. Why is that important? Because if you don't, that wounded self is you're carrying them with you. You might as well do it in a conscious manner and use it to serve others. That's where your leadership comes from, is that healing those past wounds. Okay, Jasmine says, I need to clear the past trauma. I'm a broken healer. I can heal everyone but myself. Good. I found that exercise challenging. Yes, Justine, totally. The past trauma, I need to learn how to develop habits, rituals, or routines to break through my own fears. Good. Something really meaningful and purposeful. Yep. Definitely can practice doing that on that on that work. Show you how to do that. Not really COVID-based, but I have a fear-based feeling that prevents me from taking specific professional actions, usually when conflict is a potential outcome. Yep. Definitely we can work on that. That, that comes from a previous event, Joe. That comes from a previous event. Um, is your job is to go to that potential outcome. You go to a previous, uh, you go to previous conflict. That was the outcome. And you work on shifting the scene and doing the overview method on that. 
that's basically how we do it. So this overview method is a series of questions. It's a self-inquiry that gets you presenting face-to-face -face with that younger self. And you change the story and the narrative, not just here, but in the body. And it's not just a one-shot deal. It's a skill that you learn that becomes your own customized active meditation, customized to your specific wound that you will be turning to again and again, and you will be using as a tool to connect you with your inner voice so that you can know what your next moves are. And you can regulate yourself through the support and challenge along the path. That's what we're doing. I just rarely feel understood and helped and cared for. Caregiver burnout, totally. Big love to you, Caroline Laframboise, for um, you know what you, I know you quite well. And you have a child who was facing a terminal illness. And that is not an easy thing. So my, I would like for all of us to give Caroline big love for that. Imagine the trauma of a human being who goes through the possibility of losing a son. I mean, that would be just torture. And she has like a strong-ass freaking boss has taken it through, caregiving, leading a family, and she has a very high-intensity, high-powered career to boot. So I'm really impressed with you. I want to tell you I'm grateful that you're here. My heart is with you during this time, and that's why I'm grateful that you're here so I can support you while you're then supporting other people. That's why I'm here. That's my role. I just, I just, I might as well do that while I'm locked up, <laughs> not locked up. So I just wanted to, I want you guys all to give, give her some love. Caroline, yes. Do you still sell the kits? I don't know what you mean by selling the kits. Thank you, Nima. You give so much love and service. Thank you. Big love to you, yeah. Does anyone else have any questions? Hey, Rosemary, nice to see you, hon. Make sure you rewind and watch it from the beginning. This was a powerful transmission. All of it coming through me and uh, me sharing my gift with you because that's what I'm here to do so that you can then resource yourself and regulate yourself because you have some pretty powerful fucking gifts to share to others too. Does anyone have any questions? Please share with me your takeaways and what you would like to learn what specifics <coughs> send me a dm actually what specific topics would you love to leave that five hour intensive power compression training we're going to do it over a weekend uh next weekend we're going to take a small group of people and it's just kind of like first come first serve uh, and i'm going to kind of work through with you and help you solve those specific core problems excuse me, using these tools. What would you love to learn over those five hours? What would you love to walk away with? Think about that. Send me a DM and let me know because I'm, you know, I'm taking a small group of people that are inspired and I'm only charging a few hundred bucks for it uh, so that you can actually, you know, use it. Usually you have to come to a workshop where there is like, travel expenses and hotel and food and all of that stuff. This is in the comfort of your home. We're going to be doing that. So let me know what that is. Send me a DM and I'd love to hear from you what your biggest takeaway was. And then here's the other thing. As you're sitting here, 
you've thought of maybe three to five people that really need to practice this so that they can come out on the other side more connected. Because if we don't, we end up more traumatized afterwards. This becomes a PTSD fact. There will be people leaving this whole experience with post-traumatic stress disorder. It's going to be an epidemic. So the work that you're doing now is going to, pre to prevent that. What would that be like? If the people that you love, you can protect them from that if they just were to just choose to waken, choose to be among the awake. And by wake doesn't mean following the conspiracy theories and be woke in that way. No, to be awake to the truth of who they are, to learn how to heal their relationships, emotionally regulate. Number three, what was it again? My brain is getting fried. Number three is uh, connect to a cause and a purpose and a meaning greater than yourself. And number four, to learn true intimacy so that you can actually have the most incredible experience of life. Yes, many novels and traumas. I'm in, Joe. Awesome. Who else do you know? Great. I don't know. Remember any specific? Do you need to know? No, Justine, you don't need to know because as we take you there, older conflicting events will come up. Justine, you don't remember. You don't remember. You're not going to remember the traumas like here. Oh, remember often. But what we'll do is we're going to regress you in the, in the five-hour kind of training. I'm going to regress you to an earlier memory and it's going to come up and you're going to be like, ah, that. It'll pop up through the work. And then we, as we do the work on healing that, guess what happens in your current reality? You have ultimate power and freedom because now you get to choose. I'd like for those of you who have come to one of my live events or current client, please share in the comments what your transformation was, what, what, you, what you, the main, the biggest gift that you got out of it. Even though it was difficult, even though there was pain involved, what was the biggest outcome that you've seen from doing this work? I want you to just say, you know, I, I did so-and-so event and I just have seen so-and-so results. Let people know, let, ever, let us know what that has been for you, okay? Thank you, Justine. Your words mean so much. Uh, isn't that cool? Hey, Caroline, Caroline, um, <laughs> isn't it cool to be in part of a community? This is my why, is to create a community of global self-healers so that my child can grow up in a regulated environment and emerge as a leader themselves, feeling fully self seen, heard, loved, and being aware of their gifts. That's the world I'm creating. You took me three events to get to a memory, was able to speak my younger self. It sucked and was beautiful. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Amazing. Love you guys. I'm nibbling on blueberries. Anyway, I've rambled on long enough. Uh, let me know, was this valuable for you? I really appreciate your uh, time and your engagement. And uh, let me know what you want to learn. And I'm going to put together a training for you and fucking help you uplift. Heck yes, I never realized it. Cool. 
I've been to two live events. I've been healing my physical body and autoimmune. Lisa, you have transformed like crazy. And uh, the best is yet to come, my dear. And aren't you, uh, check this out. Lisa, aren't you glad you did the work all this past couple years? And I mean, it's a shit show out there, but can you see that you're so much more regulated than the people around you? And who would you have been had you not done the work? You know, at my first overview, Nima helped me get my husband get over his depression and suicidal thoughts. Unbelievable transformation. Ah, was an amazing one. You want to see him go to my YouTube channel and watch the trigger proof episode on, oh, solving toxic masculinity. Amazing. I shed my codependent patterns and launched an entire new existence. Yes, you did, Joe Maimon. What an amazing transformation. I was on a call with Joe. He was in Dubai at the time or uh, Abu Dhabi, I'm not sure. Uh, yeah, we were in Abu Dhabi and he was just like his, you know, his wife basically came up to him one day and said, you know, 15 year relationship, we're done. He calls me from that space and he's like, uh, she's like, I don't, I don't know who I am. And I'm like, I know what you feel like. I know exactly what you feel like. And then here's what I did. I said, Joe, I know exactly what you're going through. I know you're terrified. I know you have no fucking clue who you are, but here's what I'm going to do. I opened up a portal. Remember, Joe? Remember that day? Tell him what it was like for you. I opened up this portal and I said, Joe, here's a portal into a new dimension, into a new reality. Because the reality you just told me about is like complete unconscious codependence and I see it all the time. And here's what I'm going to do. I opened up this portal and I said, you want to jump in? And he was like, stood there and I could literally see him shake and he, I'm just waiting and he's like, no, I can't. And I was like handling his objections. I'm like, yes, you know you want to. I know you're scared because you know that by jumping into this portal, that old life of who you were is gone and you're going to jump in there. I'm like your Middle Eastern fucking Morpheus and you're Neo. That's what I feel like sometimes. My, bu my buddy calls me Middle Eastern Morpheus because I'm like, dude, take the red pill. Get into the portal. There's a new you on the other side, but here's the problem. Here's what's in the way. It's going to terrify you. It's too scary. I can't. Your ego is going to say, no, I can't spend the money. I have this and this expense and uh, all of these excuses, which is all bullshit ego. You jumped in. And you just literally did the work, boom, boom, boom. And all of a sudden, you're completely, you know, I don't know. You, what you, what you just said there, shed my codependent patterns, launched an entire new existence. He was, you know, like conscious uncoupling with his partner. He's in a great relationship now. It was probably one of the most uh, conscious relationships you have, even though there's challenges and you guys get triggered. But you using it as a space to heal and evolve and grow together. Can you see? Can you see that's that's true? Wait, I think I pinned the wrong comment here. Yeah. Nima helped my sister-in-law realize she hadn't healed her past trauma of her dad committing suicide, helping her learn how to heal. Oh, that was so cool. Yanni was like a boss. She came in and her, her husband was suicidal. We did the the tools and cleared that. He connected with his younger self. And his sister, her, Yanni's sister-in-law, holy crap, boom. Once you said, make your mess your message, yeah. And her sister-in-law 
had a father who committed suicide and that was her trauma and she's literally walking around carrying that baggage with her. So let me ask you this question while you're listening. What's the baggage that you're carrying around? Because on that five-hour training, my goal is to help you clear that baggage. Write down the baggage in the comment section of what you'd love to overcome. What's the baggage? What's the baggage? Ima changed my life and my loved ones. Yanni, love you, hon. Once you get a taste, you can't go back. Hey, like I think I once, exactly. Beautiful. Anybody else? I'd be the huge shit show. Yeah, that's right, Lisa. <laughs> anyway, you guys, I uh, wanted to say how much I care and I love you. And I'm grateful that I had this opportunity to spend 90 minutes with you. If you missed any part of it, go back. This is really about awakening you to the right question to ask. I want you to write, think about this. Send me a private message or what you want to cover on this workshop. I'm giving you free content, but many of you are like asking me private questions. And you're like, how do I go deeper? For, for you, I'm super excited to go deeper with you and make it affordable for you to do so, to invest in this. Because the most important things you can invest in is emotional regulation, healing your relationships, connecting to purpose, and intimacy. Because on the other side of that, you will have creation because it's going to involve other people. So you got to be able to become trigger proof around other people. This is a skill that doesn't, it's not just about the coronavirus you'll be able to use for the rest of your life. And one day you'll wake up like me going, oh my God, I love, you know, what I do. I love my life, not in quarantine, but in general, I love my life. Uh, and I'm actually learning to love the quarantine. <laughs> it's giving me an opportunity to really like, hunker down and go the universe is going really you want to lead like that all right so here's what i'm going to do i'm going to push you it's kind of like you know how when you're on the dance floor and there's a circle and then it's like there's a circle and a dance floor and everyone's like dancing and then people are like waiting for somebody to go in and do their little shimmy or whatever it's like somebody's come up behind me and has pushed me in and it's like oh fuck all right might as well dance, might as well dance, here I go. That's what I'm fucking doing. And it's terrifying. And that's okay that it is. I want to encourage you to know that investing in that and going in there and bringing up all of those things is supposed to be terrifying. But that's what courage, that's where courage comes from. And Brene Brown teaches us to, she's amazing. She's choosing courage over comfort. That's what leadership is. So I want to get, get a DM from you. Tell me the two or three things you'd like to walk away with. What baggage are you holding on to? And do you want one of those spots? Are you interested? Is this something that um, you would be wanting to be included in? Because we're doing it. I'm doing it for my clients. My, my current clients that, that pay a lot of money are going to get that, the ones that are currently enrolled in my program. And, and receiving my training, I'm just going double down on those, on, on those people who are, who've invested in me. I'm like, are you kidding me? I'm investing everything that I can to them. That's how I, that's how, that's how I'm going to be with my people. If you invest, I'm like, I'm going to give you everything. I'm going to give you my, the farm. What, what, what do you want in the five hours? You know, I'm going to keep continuously adding value. First of all, free content every day. 
and some of you have been messaging me and going, I want to go deeper. There's this, this epidemic is kind of encouraging me to deal with this toxic relationship thing that's not working or the fact that I've been not really congruent and I uh, feel shame about that. I want you to know you won't be judged. I've seen it all, heard it all, and done it all, believe me. And so you're the one that if you're feeling called, send me a DM and let me know exactly what you're confronted by. And we're going to make it possible for you to do it. We're going to create these events. It's going to be amazing. <sighs> Thank you. We love you. God bless. Years of abuse, mistrust, and shame cycles. Good one. Okay, we'll do it. Let's do it. Anyway, send me a DM. Let me know. And give feedback. And here's the other part. Three to five people that you love, that you know should be here learning so that they can come on the other side of this, whether it's next week or three months from now, without PTSD. Think of them and invite them into this, this group. We're growing virally. This is healing growing virally. And if this is your first time watching and you're weeded, you're, you're weeded, <laughs> weeded out, you're weirded out and you didn't like my rap song, fuck you then. I don't care. I'm going to rap and you're going to fucking love it. <laughs> I have to have a creative expression somehow. <laughs> anyway, guys, God love you. See you at the next perfect time tomorrow morning.